It's sunny and 8 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Christian Oldale. A man has been arrested in relation to a break and enter in the Ranchland Municipal District on Wednesday. At quarter after 4 on Friday, Nanston and Clarison RCMP members located and arrested a 28-year-old Dallin Moser without incident in relation to the warrants issued, plus another two additional warrants for failing to comply with probation. Another man, 40-year-old Shane Lewis, was also arrested on Friday in connection to the same case and is facing four charges. Lewis and Moser will appear in Fort McLeod Provincial Court on June 8th and 15th, respectively. A long-time celebration returned to Alberta yesterday, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. I'm flying over in the southwest, and I do have some good news. Over on 37th Street at 26th Avenue and 28th Avenue, that construction has cleared up on your roads. However, there is still pylons on your sidewalks, as well as a couple of sidewalk closures to look out for. Get your tickets for a chance to win the early bird prize by midnight June 10th at calfreestampede.com slash lotteries. From the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Vanessa Arate. A 60-year-old tradition in High River returned to the town for the first time in two years yesterday. The Little Bridges Parade returned to the town, marking the first parade in the province this year. Ainsley Donaldson, a rifle in the color guard, says the opportunity to be performing in person has the spirits high. It's been difficult for sure. We've been doing some online events, but it's just not the same. So when we came back in September, it was just really exciting to be back. The Calgary Show Band was combined with the Stetson Band and will be for the rest of the year. Alberta's premier not going to run is not going to run in the upcoming UCP leadership race. This from Jason Kenney came after he announced his intention to resign as party leader after narrowly surviving a leadership review earlier this week. Speaking yesterday on Your Province, Your Premier on 770 CHQR, Kenny says that it won't be, just be happening. No, and uh, if that was the case, I would ste- I would have stepped down as leader uh, earlier this week. Kenny will stay on as a leader of the United Conservatives until a new one is chosen. A study shows a less colorful and quieter world with the possible loss of more than 500 species that haven't been seen in over 50 years. Professor Arnie Morris of Simon Fraser University, who co-authored the study, says researchers reviewed information on almost 33,000 creatures listed on the International Union for Conservation of Nature's Red List of Threatened Species and identified 562 of them as lost. Uh, We actually found there was over 500 animals that live on land that haven't been seen uh, in over 50 years. And that's uh, uh, almost twice as many as uh, have been declared extinct since 1500. So there's a huge pool of species out there that we don't know whether they're still around or not. Moore says he's hopeful that some of the species will be found again. He points out the ivory-billed woodpecker, which research thought was gone in 1944, was believed to be spotted again recently in Louisiana. And the head of the Alberta Chamber of Commerce says the Battle of Alberta is a shot in the arm for the province's hospitality and lodging industry. President Kevin Ken Cobley says it's welcome that the Oilers and Flames made the second round of the playoffs. We will be guaranteed that we're going to have one Alberta team in the in the semifinals, and that's good news for uh, whichever city comes out on top, and uh, certainly for um, the businesses in their community. Cobley says he's happy to talk about the financial impact of the playoffs. Just don't ask him who he cheers for, cheers for since he works for provincial organization. Taking a look at sports, after falling 5-3 to the Oilers on Friday night, the Flames look to rebound for Game 3 at Edmonton tonight. After blowing a 3-1 lead last game, Coach Daryl Sutter stressed the importance of cutting down mistakes and limiting the many breakaways the Oilers had. Puck drops at 6 o'clock, and Jacob Markstrom is expected to get the start again for Calgary. Mainly sunny today with a few clouds in the afternoon and a high of 15, partly cloudy and 4 overnight. 
Chance of showers in the afternoon tomorrow with a high of 19 and expecting some more rain and 13 on Tuesday. It's 8 degrees at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Christian Oldale. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and it is a beautiful morning. little chilly, a little frosty last night. There was a frost warning overnight, which is a, a little bit cool out. So anyway, so if you did have a couple of plants out there, maybe just go out this morning and give them all a little, just give them a little spray over in the leaves there just to knock the frost off, make them feel a little bit better. It's <laughs> like a morning shower for you. And uh, and then hopefully your petunias and all that will be fine. But uh, great day uh, down at the garden center yesterday. Nice and lots of people out. A little windy, a little cool. Today's going to be nicer and then again nicer tomorrow. So it looks like we're past most of the killing frost. It looks fairly promising in the forecast heading into the first week of June, the last week of May here. So um, just want to say... Um, even some of the growers, so we are fully stocked now. Um, we were waiting for a few of the products just to get finished in our greenhouses to get brought into our down at Spruce It Up there. So, but now we're pretty much fully stocked. We're still waiting for a few things this coming week that are just getting finished up. Some of our real big hangers, and we did get some of the moss hangers and some of the things in, but we've uh, we've held off on on a little bit of stuff. But we are pretty much fully stocked and i will say cherry in the tree lot has uh has us fully stocked out there uh it looks awesome i'm kind of chuckling because but we just it's just hard like in this business you go from zero to 500 miles an hour like it's like as soon as the frost ends it's all of a sudden you just okay ship <laughs> like six semis and oh, it's just it's kind of funny but it's it's not it's crazy but uh, it is what we do. We, we, we know what we got ourselves into on this. So, um, But we're fully stocked. Perennial house looks awesome. I know Terry worked hard on over the winter time, and that with uh, some of our perennial suppliers to, to bring in some different things. Um, so going through our perennial house, you will see things that you haven't seen before. Um, hardy for our zone. So you should be uh, pleasantly surprised. When you walk through our perennial house, it it looks awesome. Lots of signage up there as well, and uh, we have a great crew of uh, in our perennial team out there working, as well as the the annuals, and it's looking awesome. And uh, get past this little bit of uh, cool weather, and then we should be rocking and rolling. And speaking of rocking and rolling, let's go to Jen Lemire. Good morning, Jen. Speaking of rocking and rolling, <laughs> good morning, well, Earl. Have you ever seen your TikTok videos or your 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 spruce it up uh, Instagram? You're always just bouncing around in those videos. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how we like to roll around here. Yeah, yeah rock and roll. You rock and, and roll. You and, uh... I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's been uh, it's definitely been a rock and roll, hasn't it lately? You're right with the weather yeah. and up and down, um, and it's. And people don't realize what we go through, like when they come, they see all those plants, and they don't realize that we we haul them in at night on some of them, like the tender ones, haul them back out during the day. It's, <laughs> it's true. 
we have yeah, a strong crew yeah. too doing it. Yeah, with those moss baskets, and I know we like to help each other out. You know, the courtesy and tree lot and perennials will help us, and then we go help them. And it's uh, and it is what it is, right? Like you said, we yeah, do what we got into. Through. This is just the nature of it. And uh, yeah, I uh, I was looking up some May temperatures, and um, May twenty first, nineteen ninety five, we got nine centimeters of snow. Do you remember that? Um, probably. Were you just a babe back then? What year? <laughs> 1995. <laughs> I was reading about that. That was interesting. Yeah, 10 years after is when we uh, started Spruce It Up. So Crazy. Yeah. yeah Anyhow. 2005. So, here we so. go. But um, I appreciate yeah. you two bringing up this um, information, too, about suppliers and everything. You know, we are fully stocked, but there are some things just kind of lagging behind. They're not quite ready yet. And... Uh, you know, we we bring things in from suppliers, local suppliers, and so they're uh, they're just not ready just yet. Some of them, it's still no, a little bit and cool. Some of them, it's just a little bit tender too. Like mm-hmm. even we had one, we had one of those uh, um, hanging baskets with some softer product in there, like the impu- imp- How do you say that word? Impu- Ipomia. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah potato pine. Um, yeah. But it just it just it's really soft and it gets out in that cool wind. And it just knocks it down like it, it's hard it on some of that stuff. So, yeah. <clears throat> so just just be careful when you're getting your new plants. So much of our stuff is nicely hardened off because we bring it into our cool houses from our grow houses to climatize them. So our are like a lot of our annuals are nice and crisp. I even noticed a little bit of brown tinge in some of the marigold leaves. Mm-hmm. That just means they're climatized. That that just they're hardened off. So a little bit of the pigment is coming out in the leaf. Right. So that uh that looks good. So I'm always happy when I see a little bit of a little bit of pigment coming out into some of the leaves. It just means they're hardening off, especially in the geraniums and some of the other annuals. So it's just good to see some of that. So Oh, yeah, but, that stuff for sure. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um looking good. Um so what what anything Crazy fun that you got in the last couple of days that you want to share? Crazy fun. Um, um, oh, a lot of the Proven Winners product that we got in is just stunning and colorful. Um, so we have those in. I know Lisa's been posting on social media, and people were looking for the bubblegum petunias. And, uh, yeah, we do have those. I was helping customers, and I couldn't find the darn things because we have so many so many pink ones. But those ones specifically people are looking for. They're so cute. Uh, we don't have a ton of them, but we do have some of those in, and that's been a hot one. We do have large uh, bubblegum petunia hanging baskets, too. They're outstanding. In fact, all of those uh, with the hanging baskets that we got yesterday. It's been crazy with those ones. Um, I'm trying to think of all the inventory we brought in, Merle. We got in. And, but you also, yesterday. you'll be getting new stuff in. Like we get oh, stuff heaven. in this coming week. So Yeah, we'll be refreshing for sure. I'm taking notes on my phone so people see me on my phone down there um, scribbling You're away. It's because I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so any advice to people like just uh, when they're when they're looking to do the thriller, spiller, and filler, like, do you, I know you have your vines in a section, like for the for mm-hmm. the spillers. You have a lot mm-hmm. of those together. Um, thrillers. We brought in some tropical plants this year too. Brought in yep. some yuccas, some different stuff. Brought in some Boston ferns. I brought a whole bunch of four-inch Boston ferns in so for pretty. annual planting as well. Yeah. Um, people are wanting a bit more foliage, so 
Um, so we brought in a bit of that stuff as well. So well, I, I'm for- looking forward to, to seeing some of the creations that people come up with. We'll Absolutely. have to do a contest um, on Instagram or something later on in the season. So send in your creations that you, Ooh, that you did. A contest. I love it. And, you know, one of the things I always tell people, too, if they're not inspired by some of the, um, some of the annual stuffers is grab a herb. Throw those in there. Um, those are a really great way to kind of fill up some space and then use the product as well. Yeah, I do that for a couple of the pubs. We when we because we do a lot of the planters for some of the restaurants like the Hudsons mm-hmm. and uh, Kildare's and the ones in our in our area and Hayden Block, Comrie Block. Those those guys. We'll put and some of them will add uh, mojito mint, and then yes. the bartenders go out and they just cut off the fresh mojitos for. Um, the mojito mint for the mojitos that they're making inside, oh, but they, like they're the really <laughs> nice foliage and, and mojito mint loves being used. So the more you use it, the quicker it grows almost mm-hmm. like it, it almost like it dares you. Come on, keep up. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's a hard so summer one year. I was trying to keep up with my mojito and I think Were the mojito you? mint one. Yeah. Like, too many like mojitos. mojitos. Oh, good job. Bro. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. keep up too many, too much mint. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's um, and we do have a lot of a lot of mint in, and, and we'll be bringing bringing more in as well. So we have a shipment of herbs coming in on Tuesday, um, so we'll have a new uh, fresh product for people as well for that because that okay. does and, fly out the window. And still a good selection of seeds and and bulbs. Uh, Brad's going to check and see if we can get more potatoes. I know uh, we had some yeah. people in yesterday looking for potato seed. Potatoes were already sold out, um, and and it's good. so hard again. It's um, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Sometimes you get enough in, and, then, and there's years where we have tons left over, and then other years, like this year, we're sold out before the May long weekend. So um, we're going to try and get more of those in next week. So just awesome. keep checking in with us. And but other than that, we we we're pretty well stocked. Like it looks good. We have every kind of pot you can think of. Oh, do we um, ever? Soil, compost, you name it. Giftware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See how much we can rattle off, Merle. <laughs> yeah. Um, no kidding. Tomato cages. Yeah. Lots. No, it, everything you need, pretty much. Um, we yeah. should have you. We should. We should. We got you covered. We got you covered. Yeah. But it's it's and again it and it's hard, right? Like you go through the whole season and then we get going and then spring and then like it's just oh yeah we forgot to put this out or whatever you know but um, uh, the team has done a really good job. Uh, um, Brad and Jaden and the whole crew on the hard goods, doing all that and loading all the trucks. I know Jaden had to get uh, Derek to bring a, her ankle bra- uh, brace in yesterday because she was yeah. working. She's just going harder, like going crazy on loading trucks. And she doesn't she, go home, she, she, she forces herself. She likes to keep up. Or yeah. actually, not even keep up. She makes the guys keep up with her. Like she, yeah, she does. She's grabbing those 20-gallon trees and just like, crazy oh anything the carts merle she can pick up (laughs) so (laughs) she did it for me this morning so yeah no jaden's been uh like i said i'm surprised that i don't even know if she goes home i think i have to watch her one night to make sure yeah no i was coming downstairs today to get ready for the show and seeing the truck driving away she was already out Mm -hmm. before seven o'clock on her way in to get stuff ready so yeah yeah it's uh no it's good but that's uh it's what we do at this time of year and uh it's part of, yeah. the, part of the program and, and get everything ready for everybody because um, there's high expectations when you come down to spruce it up. So you want to make sure that we 
we don't we uh, we meet or beat all your expectations. Absolutely. And, and since you bring that up too, just uh, I thanks for people's patience in terms of uh, our new staff. You know, we have our core team that works all year, and during this season, we hire a whack of people, and it's super fun and it's super dynamic. But they don't necessarily know anything about um, what's going on with us, and we have a good grasp on it. We're here all year, every day. Um, so thanks for the patience in terms of finding things or information that people are still. No learning yeah no it's funny and i tell that story like i remember derek my son he was sitting on bag row and um loading up cars and because he has a spruce it up shirt people pull out their phones what's wrong with my, oh. my daffodils <laughs> or whatever right like it, yeah and he's like uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> go talk to my dad he's over there because yeah. it, it's hard because they wear a spruce shirt so but they do try we try to get you the right information so again i, I agree thanks for the patience and when you're phoning in um we we just prefer to leave a message we, we can't answer all the calls we get uh, we do return calls so try that check our website or um or email or, or just better yet Social just come media. down for a visit and yeah and uh, walk through and you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised about what we have we have Lots of great stuff. So, including ice cream, right, Merle? Oh yeah, I forgot. I caught you yesterday. I, yeah, I know. I got caught. I had my first black licorice ice cream. <laughs> it looks. I amazing. love that stuff. So, yeah. I'm guilty. I get home and Carolyn goes, "What's wrong with your teeth?" I go, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, black. Uh-huh. <laughs> what you don't guilty. expect at a garden center? Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't hide when you have the licorice ice cream. So no way. That's awesome. No. Yeah, no, so yeah, so we have hot dogs, uh, ice cream, um, and I will say best price on ice cream in, in the Southwest, so if you're looking to get out, even just the, if even if you're not looking for any plants, you want to come for an ice cream, mm-hmm. uh, we got the, the Foothills Creamery ice cream going, we got six great flavors, so, and also hot dogs going, we got the hot dog machine, so, uh, yeah. lots of fun stuff. Pop. There's lots of fun stuff. Yeah, so uh, yeah. come down and... Have a visit and see Jen. I'll be around in the afternoon, wandering around there, all over the place. So if you see me, say hi. Lots of people saying hi. So um, I do appreciate that. Yeah, it is. You know, and I, I appreciate it. And it's almost like I have a whole group of friends that I don't know really. That hey, Merle, they hear my voice, and and they oh, hi, Merle. So yeah. I, I like it. So um, don't be shy if you do see me. Please uh, introduce yourself. I, I love that kind of stuff. It's it's great yeah. to see and love to answer any questions and that you might have while i'm in front of you so yeah that's awesome. but anyways jen we should probably get going i got to get to the phone lines and i think we got a few people waiting Sounds and i got good. a few texts we gotta okay. get to work here we'll do the show that's called let's, let's talk gardening so, <laughs> okay thank you Mara. all right thanks jen Happy. and if you need anything down in the garden center jen's down there till six o'clock today awesome and you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Calories Year-Round Full-Service Garden Center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Going to go to the phone lines. Going to go to Gordon. Good morning, Gordon. Good morning, Merle. How you doing? Uh, quick question, uh, quick uh, thing uh, for your uh, licorice ice cream. Have a, <laughs> a, a, a toothbrush at work. Get rid of <laughs> yeah, the there evidence. you. 
I just I just have it before I go home, so I don't. Uh, yeah, but hey, I should do that. I, I'll, I'll do that next time. But I don't I don't mind getting caught on that kind of stuff. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> uh, I uh, I um, am phoning about. Uh, what am I thinking of here? Uh, a character I I um, broke off a branch from a friend's uh, cacti. Uh, yeah. I think it's a Christmas cacti, and uh, I've broken it into about six different uh, pieces. It was a big branch, and I've set up a five-inch diameter clay pot yeah. with uh, succulent soil in in it. Uh, I got the this branch about a week ago, and I'm just letting it uh, calcify. The ends yeah. calcify. Uh, should the Soil be wet or dry when I put the um... um moist. I would I would wet it first, okay, and then just sort of poke a little hole, and then just put that right in there. I the Christmas cactus will root right up for you. Like I said, I have a pot of jades, and I had my uh, Christmas cactus beside it, and a couple of things broke off, and I just stuck them right in the soil, and they yep. rooted up, and actually they just finished blooming inside the jade pot so i had a couple of christmas cactus blooming inside the same pot so um they should root up really nice and easily for you and uh yeah just 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 wet it really good first poke a little hole slide it in there and you should be good to go okay so i should uh, uh i could do it now and then probably tomorrow stick them in yeah i would just yeah i would just stick them in right away like just wet it and let it soak through, and then just you can sit them in there right away. Okay. All right. Sh- yeah, and they should root up for you in two or three weeks. Okay. All righty. All right. Talk thanks, to you later. Gordon. Thanks, Gordon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right. Now I got uh, Gordy on the line. Good morning, Gordy. Good morning, Merle. First How of can I help you? For- well, thanks for your wonderful show. My wife, Mary, and I seldom miss it. Awesome. I appreciate that. At, at any rate, um, I sent you a picture. Yeah, um, I did get t- it. T- taken from the balcony, looking down on some very pathetic-looking grass. Yeah. Um, the, the last few years, it's been almost impossible to to keep it wet. Um, and I dropped in to spruce it up um, the other day, and I picked up a bag of the um, Green It Up fertilizer and a yeah. bag of, of the um, Less Water grass seed. Yeah. Um, but uh, do you think that applying those two um, to that uh, patch Absolutely. Is, is is adequate? Um, um, did, I, I think you... I think it'll definitely help out a hundred percent. So what I would do is do a yep. fairly good application of the Green It Up lawn fertilizer, um, and you could because it just looks pretty sparse, like it hasn't been fed or you've been using like the Golf Green or the other fertilizers that are all nitrogen. Because right. you get you get all top growth, and there's really there's no roots there that will sustain. And especially when you get older soil underneath trees, things like that, because they know right. you got roots coming out. Exactly. So, so what I would do is hit it heavy with the fertilizer first, water okay. it, and get get a little bit of growth happening. We don't want to suffocate it yet. Um, so to see how it comes up, and you'll you'll see. I like I'm almost guarantee you'll see a dramatic difference. But maybe in about mid-June, um, do a little bit of top dressing and overseed because um, you just got some roots sticking out. looks like there's not a lot of soil there. 
but right. let's get the grass actively growing a little bit first and then we'll oh. add some top dressing and then overseed at that time and then you'll be amazed at how fast your lawn will eat that top mm. dressing up and depending on how big it is you can get the bulk um um like a big yellow bag or bags of soil okay so actually you know what gordy I'm actually going to even be able to help you out on this. I oh, have, man. I have a big yellow bag that I can actually give you. I almost forgot. And uh, oh, so bless you. Our good friends at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply are going to bring Gordy, and uh, they're going to bring him a big yellow bag out to his place, and and then you can use that for your top dressing later on in June, or add that into your flower beds as well. I noticed you got those there. Um, but that's what I would do. I just let's get it growing first, Gordy, before mm -hmm. yet. Yeah, I don't want to suffocate it yet because it looks real sparse. Mm -hmm. But hit it with our fertilizer. Maybe give it a, go a little heavier than what it says. Just make sure you don't all in one spot. Go over right. it three or four times with uh, with your spreader. Okay. Get that fertilizer in there. Water it really well. Within a couple of weeks here, you'll you'll see a big difference, and it'll okay. start thickening up. And then we'll top dress it, overseed at that time. And by July, you're going to say, man, I have a nice lawn. Oh, well, thank you so much, Merle. Anytime. Great, greatly appreciated. Okay, I'm just going to put you on hold. And Tony's going to get your name and number. And our good friends at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply are going to bring you a big yellow bag right to your door. All right, and I got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's sunny and 8 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9.30. I'm Christian Oldale. Olds RCMP are asking for the public's help identifying two people involved in a drive-by shooting. One suspect is described as Caucasian in his mid to late 20s with a short black beard. He was traveling with a woman with dark gray hair and a gray or black or dark dark hair in a gray or black two-door sports car. Members of Western University's Northern Tornadoes Project will be examining storm damage in two sites in Ontario today. They'll be assessing whether tornadoes touched down as a fierce storm swept across southern and eastern Ontario and to Quebec City yesterday afternoon. At least five people died, most hit by falling trees. And Toronto public health officials are investigating a suspected case of monkeypox. The man in his 40s recently traveled to Montreal, where five lab-confirmed cases have been recorded, and 15 others are being investigated. Mainly sunny today, with a few clouds in the afternoon, a high of 15. Partly cloudy and 4 overnight, and a chance of showers in the afternoon tomorrow with a high of 19. It's 8 degrees, breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Christian Oldale. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. And I'm going to go to the phone line. i got Larry on the line. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Merle. How are you today? I'm doing great. How can I help you? Well, I've uh, been using your Green It Up uh, fertilizer for about five years on uh, the home that we live in now, and I've used it in a previous home and uh, recommended it to lots of neighbors. Nice. And it works great. And uh, I'm finding that uh, the soil in our uh, yard is probably a little bit worn out, so I was uh, planning on top dressing this year. Yeah. And uh, so what I've done now is I've uh, defatched and I put my green it up on. And uh, 
do you recommend that the grass be like what two inches or inch and a half or I, I sort of in that I like inch and a half. I like it mowed a little bit tighter. I okay. just find like it just because it ends up being so thick. If it's long, it doesn't really right. look like it's cut. Um, but unless no, you get to hard. that really hot, like for that plus thirty for a while in midsummer, we'll raise it up higher. Yeah. Um, what about the, uh, at the time that I'm going to top dress? What What's the best? I would go a little lower for sure. So inch yeah. and a half is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and this don't go too much at one time. Like, make sure it's actively growing, which it probably already is. Um, yes. And, uh, and then just, yeah, just put in a good, man, just make sure you get like a good top, so a good loam, and, uh, and then you should be good to go. Okay. Well, I was, uh, um, you know, uh, sadly uh, mistaken by thinking that I could do the, uh, the lawn with, uh, one uh, big yellow bag, but, uh, uh, I got into the soil calculator, and you, you're talking one inch, right? Yeah, one inch over the area. So yeah, so your your length times your width, and wow, <laughs> you, so, you have uh, a big my, yard, or uh, well, <clears throat> the area that I'm trying to do is 1,200 square feet. So I pretty much need two bags, I guess. Yeah, probably pretty close. Okay. Yeah, well, you can start with one, like even if you had a half inch. Um, that's still quite a bit, like it, so. Okay. But yeah, okay. one yard goes fairly quick. It's amazing you get going sometimes. <laughs> it's sort of, yeah, yeah, that's. I was hoping to get in on the free yellow bag this morning, but uh, yeah, I missed out, eh? Yeah, Gordy beat you to it there this morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> the early bird gets the worm, I guess. The early bird that's gets right. the big yellow bag. Yeah. Um, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, so. Yeah, if you're gonna do one inch, yeah, I don't, I don't have the calculation in front of me yet, but one inch, twelve hundred square yeah. feet, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, anyways, and then just uh, make sure you water it in really well, and you'll be amazed at how how fast your grass will eat that up. So. Okay, so how how long do you wait to, to water it in after you've uh, spread it out and? I it I water it right away. Like I right sort away? of just and yeah, I rake it in. Like sort of go over it a few times with the rake, try and work it in a bit. Okay. And and then I start watering right away. So. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, I've got some eco on uh, a bag that's not been opened, but it's about two or three years old. Is that uh, totally fine? Be any good? Yeah, it, totally okay? fine. Yeah. Absolutely. If it's been sealed okay. up to that, it'll be totally fine. Okay. Well, I appreciate your help, Merle. All right. Thank you, you so much, Larry. Day. You too. Okay. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye for now. All right. And I got a couple. What do I got here? I got a couple of texts. I'll just read really quick. Uh, hi, Merle. What is top dressing for? Our lawn grade is below the edge of our sidewalk driveway. How do we raise the level without? taking the grass off, adding loam and putting sod on. We'll continually reapply top dress to raise the level raise the level effectively. Absolutely. That's just another way of raising it up. So, but don't do more than one inch at a time. Um, so like I was telling the other callers, fertilize really well, get your grass nice and growing, and then just start top dressing. If you get a little if you get a hole in your grass, add in an inch at a time, let it grow through it and add in some more. If you have some low spots, but you always want it underneath your driveway as well because when you wash or sweep off the driveway, it's always nice. If you get your sod above the 
above the concrete, it ends up being a more of a pain. So you want that a little bit lower. So that's uh, what I would recommend. Absolutely. If you want to raise that level in your lawn, top dressing works great for that. All right. I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to Al. Good morning, Al. Morning, Merle. How can I help you? Beautiful, beautiful sunny day. I'll tell you, Formula One Spanish race was over, and now let's talk gardening on. I am just in heaven. What a good Sunday. Uh, it doesn't come any better than this. <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, question one is, what's the best fertilizer for the uh, potatoes that I'm growing in those fabric bags? Um, I would just, like, the Groundskeeper's Pride is a really good, um, the Evolve um, fertilizer works really good as well. Um, you yeah, can just mix I it mix right into the in soil. I mix that in with the soil for planting. So yeah, that would be perfect. That should feed it all the way through. So, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, if you did want to add a little bit, you could do a little bit of ten, like fifteen, thirty, fifteen, just a high middle number again. Yeah, and okay. uh, if you want to add a little bit, but uh, with that mixed in there and with your soil, you should be good to go. Okay. The other question. There's another question here. Is uh, I I got the sweet one hundred uh, tomato. Yeah, and it's nice. up about three and a half feet tall right now. But yeah. I've got an offshoot coming off probably about uh, six, eight inches up from the soil. And it's going horizontal, and it's about two feet long. Should I yeah. take that off? Yeah, I would I would just even cut that in half. Like this, don't okay. be afraid okay. to prune those up. And do you have a tomato cage over top of it or staking? Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, if you get some of those real horizontal shoots, don't be afraid just to, to clip those off, and uh, and then it'll just realign itself and keep going, no problem. Okay, just a quick note. I was out in Invermere, so I went to uh, Winberry Garden Center yeah. out there. Thank goodness. Yeah. And now I see what a vermilion area is. Oh, yeah. Nice. They had they them had there? They had uh, half a dozen of them in full bloom there. How long do those stay in bloom? They bloom all summer, and those are the those are the ones that we sell here. And I actually recommend them 100 percent for the if you want to get hummingbirds in your yard. That was my point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, there's probably a ton of hummingbirds out there. But honestly, every day I, I usually do two hummingbird planters in my yard, and every day I'd probably get three or four hummingbirds in. Usually between five and six at night, it seemed to be when the sun was going down or lower. Just sort of that evening, it would uh, the hummingbirds would come in. So, so a good time of year to put one up, eh? Absolutely, yeah. No, plant them up, get them going in your planters, and uh, and you'll definitely see some hummingbirds floating around. Good. I'll, I'll head down and uh, see Jen next week, and there we go. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Al. Take care. Bye bye. All right. I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. Going to go right to the phone line and going to go to Kim. Good morning, Kim. Hey, Merle. How are you today? I'm doing great. How can I help you? Merle, the reason I'm calling is about awareness. Um, people with fertilizer, uh, about proper... Um, uh, use and proper um, 
you know, uh, when you get rid of it or storage of it. Uh, a neighbor of mine uh, fertilized his yard, and then he had some left in his uh, spreader. And rather than put it back in the bag or putting it into the proper um, bin for recycle or whatever, yeah. he dumped it over his fence. Um, my One of my dogs, <laughs> no, I have two large no Bernese, Bernese mountain dogs, yeah. Uh, yeah. took a bite of it. Two days later is pooping out blood. So um, I called the manufacturer of this uh, product. They said it was safe because, and he thought it was, corn gluten meal that he used, but it is a weed prevent. But it's just about, yeah. you know, when when you use it, be smart. It kills dandelions. It's going to cause damage. So yeah, just and that, that stuff awareness. is even, and even that really doesn't, it was, you're dumping anything. You should, he should just went over his grass a couple more times and just put it on properly and use it up. Right. Like dumping something right. over a fence into someone's yard. Any kind of thing, if you over ingest it, isn't good, right? Like if you... If right. you eat too much, even too much ice cream, right? You're going to get sick or whatever, right? Well, like it's yeah, not but, good. This, but, but this fertilizer, is a fertilizer. So, yeah, I mean, eat, it, it eating is, a I big mean, clump of it is not good for anybody, right? And, right. And, and, and as I said to him, I mean, I, neighbors take care of neighbors. We don't sue each other. It's awareness. And I'm hoping that your 100%. listeners are, you know, this isn't a chance to, to give awareness to everybody as we're doing this this time of the year. No, and a lot of that is common sense. I would I would hope that people wouldn't do that. But uh, I'm, hopefully your dog's okay. But I will just say one thing on that corn gluten. It's it's a pre-emergent. It won't kill dandelions. It also, it gets into the soil. But it's not a great product to use because it also stops your grass from reseeding itself because it stops uh-huh. all seeds from re-germinating, right? So it's okay. a pre-emergent. So it's actually not a great product, and I wish the box stores that wouldn't sell and selling it as a weed feed. It's not a weed feed. Oh, okay. It's a pre-emergent, oh, okay. and it's not a great like even for wildflowers reseeding. It prevents all that stuff from reseeding. So when you mix it into okay. your into your soil or into your grass, it's 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 not a great product, and it's okay. it's awesome. it's been sold misleading. So, anyways. Okay. And I, think I, I, hope have- I hope your dog's okay. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Th- thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. I'm going to go to Zahir. I hope I said that correctly. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Did I, did I get that right? Yes. Yes. Zahir, yeah. Perfect. How can I help okay. you? Um, last year, I grew some uh, lilies and two broses uh, yeah. in containers in my balcony. Uh, yeah. Will they grow back this year? Um, are they still out on the balcony in containers? Yeah, I, I watered them a few times in the spring, but also I cut cut down the branches that were there over the winter. Yeah, so what I would do is I probably wouldn't cut them back like that, because if the more you leave up high, that will take on the winter. It's hard to winter things in pots in Calgary, and especially if they're smaller pots. Oh, okay, I'm- oh, cool. All right, well... You, you have a lot better chance of doing it there. So what I would do is is I, I probably wouldn't have cut them back. So water them well, put them in a shady spot, like if you try it again. Um, chances are if the roses um, aren't coming up yet or the lilies, they probably desiccated over the winter in there. So typically the lily bulb should be taken out, stored in a cool, dark place for the wintertime, and then replanted. And same with the rose. like. Unless you have a larger pot, 
where you can keep it frozen somewhat over the whole winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that makes so sense. Because when it gets growing, sorry. Uh, there's a chance they won't come back. Yeah, probably a pretty good chance it won't come back. If you haven't come up yet, especially if you're out there in Toronto, I know you guys, I've seen on the news there, everything's leafed out totally. Um, you should see some growth by now. Um, so, so if you haven't seen nothing... Is it different if you, plant them, if you plant them in the ground? Absolutely. Yeah, a lot different. Because in, in same in Toronto or in Alberta, it's our winters. We still get those really warm days throughout the winter, and then the soil dries out. And then the plants sit in there without any nourishment or water, and then they desiccate, they dry out. So it slowly just dries the wood out more and more, or the bulb. So then when it goes to grow, there's nothing there for it in the spring. So they oh, need to be like in cold storage or, or in the ground. Or if you're trying it on a planter, like on your balcony, you need quite a large pot to do it. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. All right thank thanks you. for calling from Toronto. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. All right. And where I'm at for time, I got to take a break. If you want to join me after the break, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. Going to go to the phone lines, and I got Marie on the line. Good morning, Marie. Oh, good morning, Mel. So I was talk. I want to know about the dahlias. It's so strange. I planted the dahlia, and then when I looked at the roots, it was uh, they were disintegrated. What's going on with those dahlias? Ah, uh, you maybe got a bad batch, or they just got too wet. Um, sometimes if they were just. And it does happen sometimes. If did you store it over the winter, or was this a new dahlia? No, no, I, I I bought it. <laughs> yeah, so it was just um, it was just it was just a bad batch, or it was an old one got dehydrated in the bag. So oh, I see. I, yeah, so oh, I would I'm, either just go back to wherever you bought it and just say, "Hey, this thing was." So if I buy one now, is it okay? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so, no, how, you can still plant them. How long and do I wait until I see some growth coming up? They they should be sprouting up in the bags for the most part. If you see oh. them in the store, like we have a few still, I think at the store, and they're they're already sprouting out out of the bag. So, oh, I so see. Yeah, they're ready to grow. They'll be bursting, ready to go. And so, uh, okay, then in the fall. So how does it grow? Should I put so it? So right after the first frost, so you grow them in the soil, and then right after the first frost, when they go kind of black and mushy, yeah. I would dig them dig them up at that time, knock off all the soil, let them dry out for three or four days. Yeah. And then, and then I would store them in a cool, dark place, like in yeah. a cardboard box or something with some like dry. Like in the house, probably. Right? Yeah. Yeah, in a cool, dark place. Sort of yeah. cool as like down in the basement or something. Yeah, and, and that just will let be them okay sit there. Then over the winter? Yeah, you leave them there till uh, March or something, pull them up, and then you can plant them at that time. And then uh, and then do I plant them in doors first and water? Yeah, them, you, yeah if you like to. Yeah, if you want to get them going earlier for sure, um, plant, yeah. them, plant them inside first, um, get them growing nicely. 
and mm-hmm. then then they'll bloom. Because if you're just starting them now, they will be. They won't bloom till later in the season, obviously, because you're getting a little bit of a later start. Um, yeah. Typically, I like to start the dahlias around March. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thanks, Marie. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. All right. I'm going to go to Brenda. Good morning, Brenda. Hi, Merle. Hi there. How can I help you? Well, I'm calling from Lethbridge, and I heard a little while ago on your program, you talked about blue poppies. And yes. I really want to give those a try, and I wonder if you've got them in stock yet. Um, I will check, and I will mention, I'll just text Terry down at the store and ask. I'm pretty sure we do, because... <laughs> It is so full right now. It looks so good. Like I, every oh. time I go in there, I just, I just kind of go, "Wow, it looks so good." Um, okay. But let me. Well, I'll, I'll text be up Terry. There checking that out then, if you have. Yeah. Um, I'll let him. And I, uh, here, I let did me have text one question him. about fertilizing my grass. I got some yeah. of your fertilizer. You're green it okay. up, and I fertilized about two weeks ago. How often do I repeat that? Um, sort of three times. So if you do it now, then do it again midsummer like end of June, July sort of thing, and then again in the fall, and that's usually lots. Okay, okay, that sounds good. I probably would have done it a little more often, so I'm glad I asked yeah, if, you about that. If so. you want it a little greener, like some people want a little bit more, like we, I know a lot of people really love like keeping it really, really lush. If you want to fertilize four times, by all means, you can totally do it. It won't hurt nothing. Okay, okay. Well, I'll be up All there right. to check out those poppies for sure. Then, thank you very and much. And I'll, I'll, if I'll just text it Terry just now. So, if you're listening for the rest of the show, um, okay. he should respond by then, and I'll let you guys know. That's perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. I'm just going to read a couple texts before I have to take a break for the news. So, what do I got here? Well, I'm getting lots of text, and and what's coming up is going to get lots of blooming questions. So right now, all the ornamental crab apples are starting to bloom. Pear trees started blooming last week, so if you see typically white, pure white flowers out early, first ones out, those would be the ornamental pears or the pears that eat. Mine is a John pear. And it's ready to go. It'll bloom in like crazy right now. But this week, you'll start seeing all the ornamental crabs, um, the Strathmore, the Rudolphs, the Gladiators, um, Spring Snow. So those are the ones that are blooming at this time. So I got a picture here. Can you please identify this tree? And it is an ornamental crab. It looks like a Strathmore. It's hard to tell. Um, or a Rudolph, I would say. Um, so it's good, but that's what's starting to bloom right now out in the garden. So if you're seeing any of those gorgeous pink flowers, typically they'll be the ornamental crab apples. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I get back, we'll hit the phone lines. If you want to join me, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's sunny and 8 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Christian Oldale. A man has been arrested in relation to a break and enter in the Ranchland Municipal District on Wednesday. At quarter after four on Friday, Nanton and Clarisholm RCMP members located and arrested 28-year-old Dallin Moser without incident in relation to the warrants issued, plus another two additional warrants for failing to comply, comply with probation. Another man, 40-year-old Shane Lewis, was also arrested on Friday in connection to the same case and is facing four charges. Lewis and Moser will appear in Fort McLeod Provincial Court on June 8th and 15th, respectively.
The Little Britches Parade returned to High River yesterday for the first time in two years. The parade marks the first one of the year in Alberta and the first for some of the marching bands since the pandemic began. High River Mayor Chris Snodgrass says it's encouraging to see the activities return to how they are. Even most importantly, is just getting everybody back together again. And you know, the past is the past as much as we possibly can. But it's just nice to see. And, you know, it started happening in the spring here when we started seeing the sports being played back on the sports field and stuff. And just seeing outdoor activities and group activities starting to happen again. The Calgary Show Band was combined with a Stetson Band and will be for the rest of the year. A fast-moving thunderstorm with powerful winds that swept across southern and eastern Ontario and into Quebec is now blamed for five deaths. Winds, winds of 132 kilometers an hour were rec- recorded at the airport in Kitchener. The storm brought down trees and power lines, and tens of thousands of homes and businesses are still without power. The community of Uxbridge, north of Toronto, has declared a state of emergency. Members of the Northern Tornadoes Project from Western University will be conducting damage surveys there. A study of more than 500 animals and birds suggests they could be lost to time or extinct. Professor Arnie Moores of Simon Fraser University, who co-authored the study, says these species haven't been seen in over 50 years. He says there's a good chance that some of the species may be found because they live in difficult to reach or inhospitable habitats. But others, he says, could be lost forever. Now we do know that people really don't like losing the species that they are familiar with that are in their backyard. That people definitely don't like. Uh, but the people are sad even for species like the golden toad that they will have never seen and will ever see. It just makes them sad. Researchers highlighted in the study that many of the lost species are from tropical countries, such as Indonesia, Mexico, and Brazil. And Toronto public health officials are investigating a suspected case of monkeypox. The man in his 40s had recently traveled to Montreal, where the five lab-confirmed cases have been recorded and 15 others are being investigated. Monkeypox is a rare disease that is transmitted through prolonged close contact and is related to smallpox. Taking a look at sports, after falling 5-3 to the Oilers on Friday night, the Flames look to rebound for Game 3 in Edmonton tonight. After blowing a 3-1 lead last game, Coach Daryl Sutter stressed the importance of cutting down mistakes and limiting the many breakaways the Oilers had. Puck drop is at 6 o'clock, and Jacob Markstrom is expected to get the start again for Calgary. Elsewhere in the NHL, there are two more games scattered around the day. At 11.30, the Battle of Florida continues as the Tampa Bay Lightning look to take a commanding 3-0 series lead over the regular season's top-seeded Florida Panthers. And at 1.30, the Carolina Hurricanes also bring a 2-0 series lead into their clash with the New York Rangers in the Big, a- in Big Apple. Global News Skytracker weather, mainly sunny today with a few clouds in the afternoon, looking at a high of 15. Partly cloudy with a low of 4 overnight. Chance of showers in the afternoon tomorrow and a high of 19. Expecting more rain in 13 on Tuesday, sunny in 18 on Wednesday, and expecting more sunshine with a high up at 20 on Thursday. It's 8 degrees at 10.04, breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Christian Oldale. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. Going to go right to the phone lines. We're going to go to Sylvia. Good morning, Sylvia. Well, good morning, Will. Um, Hi yes, there. I just caught the tail end of that conversation you had with that gentleman about the plant for um, hummingbirds. Yes. Did I get the name of that? And yeah. Is that an annual? It is an annual, and it's uh, called the Vermillionaire or cigar plant. It has little tiny orange, they look like little, maybe little cigar sort of thing at the end, but they lots of little flowers on them. Great looking plant, um, and they attract hummingbirds. Sorry. Where can I get this plant? Um, we have them down at Spruce It Up. 
Or do you have them? Let's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Vermillionaire. If you just ask, and most of the the people at Spruce know the hummingbird plant, so we get okay. asked for it quite a bit. No, I've tried so everything. I've never seen one yet. Yeah, that or and and also what I put in the middle of mine, I use the canna. I use a yellow canna lily. Okay. And the Vermillionaire around the out. So I use the canna as my thriller, and then as my spiller, I use the the Vermillionaire around the middle. Okay. And and honestly, they, the hummingbirds love those two flowers. I don't so. know. Maybe I'm just in the wrong area because I've never seen a hummingbird yet. And I've put the yeah. You have to thing. you have to sit still, right? And they um they they it's amazing. You can just all of a sudden you'll hear them buzzing around your head. Yeah. And the, so but they them, they but love so. these, and I've used them in three or four different houses, and they come right into the greenhouse, and we'll have yeah. hummingbirds in the greenhouse at the garden center. Well, I'm just going to try plants. and see. I'll maybe get a couple. Of and see if I Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much, then. All right, bye, Have Sylvia. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, they're great. And there's a, sort of the reds, oranges, um, and that, that vermilionaire. A couple of the real red um, fuchsias work well. I know in our perennial house, we always have the fuchsias hanging up in there. And we'll get lots of hummingbirds coming in and feeding off of the fuchsia hangers. So they love those. But the vermilionaire is the one, for whatever reason, is almost <laughs> it's almost a guarantee that you'll get uh, hummingbirds coming down to your house if you try those. So, but right now I'm going to go to John. Good morning, John. Yes, good morning, Merle. Thank you very much for taking my call. No worries. How can I help you? Um, I spoke with you a number of months ago, and you suggested a product called Florel to eliminate fruit on trees. Yeah. I'm having, I'm having a great deal of difficulty finding it. Can you suggest an alternative, please? Um, not really. I guess, and that's on the commercial, and, and they've sort of taken away um, um, a lot of the stuff off of the retail market. Um, so... The only thing is, is try and cut off the blues, <laughs> but that's that's uh, that would be very hard to do. It, it's hard, or switch plants like um, spring snow is another one that works as well. Um, let me is, is, that a, is that a chemical you can spray on it? You mean? Yeah, well, no. Spring snow is a, a different variety of um, of ornamental crab that doesn't produce any fruit. Okay, my tree. Yeah. My tree is about thirty feet tall. And I, yeah. So is it like one of those old, uh, like uh, uh, the one, the small crab apple that just goes like crazy and you get a million of them? Yes. Yeah. 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 We don't sell. I have a couple of those in stock right now, and I'm just it, the name is is being elusive to right now of that crab. But whenever I mention crab apples, and most, so many of the new varieties don't produce that that fruit so much anymore like they're just strictly ornamental you get tiny little berries and for the most part the the birds eat them off but definitely some of the older varieties of crab apples and they're not really big enough to eat but you just they just make such a mess right that's correct and the only the only people that eat them are our dogs <laughs> yeah and then and, and, you know what happens then, after that yeah. <laughs> it's never never good um I'm just trying to see if there's another one. But, yeah, just that Florel or, or Ethereal is the other one, E-T-H-R-E-L. Um, you can maybe try down at Professional Gardener, 
and they might okay. have something like that. See if that, but just to get it on your tree is going to be really hard as well. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's a systemic or not, um, but okay, give that a try. Thank you very much for your time. All right, take care. Bye bye. All right, and we're at for time. I got some time. Gonna go to Brian. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Merle. How we doing out there at uh, at the old homestead? The old Billy Acres. <laughs> it's go time, just like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, whose bright idea was this, right? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, you know the rule, right? I uh, I just dig things, bro. I yeah, things. head down, head down. <laughs> exactly. What a gorgeous day for gardening. Absolutely. What's well, up today? I got three for you, but I hope it's really quick. So, um, remember we talked about the far bed up front. We want to move all the annuals. Yeah. Or sorry, the perennials. Um, Reva's worried about the peonies, like because they just popped up. They're only one year old. Is that good? Yeah. Is it a good time now to move them? Or um, they don't like being moved, but right now would probably be the best time. Like it's just, but because since they were only planted a year ago, just get as much soil. Try not to break them up as much as you can. Like have okay. the new spot ready to go. Dig them up. Keep them in the in a good clump. And then take them to the new spot and just really make sure you plant them at the same level. They don't okay. like to get changed. So if you keep them and then use either Mike's or um, 105210, one of those fertilizers, this, just concentrate on the bulb and the root. But I've if you don't the, disturb uh, it a whole liquid, lot. I got the liquid. Um, root starter? Uh, no. What's the one that you always sell in there? And the 105210 or the Rage Plus? Rage Plus. That's it. Yeah, use that as well. That'll be perfect. Just use okay, that. Okay, yeah, because that's all I got. Awesome. Okay, the second one is I've got, uh, I don't know if you call them legacy or not, but I've got two rhubarb plants that are almost 100 years old. Yeah. And Reba, we want to move them from one of the fields into the garden. Like, when's a good time to transplant rhubarb? Um, It's probably up and going pretty good right now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, again, it's not a bad time, like right now, again, because they're just starting to really get actively growing. But okay. again, do a root prune around it the day before, Brian. So go around and just dig a circle all the way around it and go okay. try to get down as deep as you can with a straight shovel. Let okay. it just adjust to that. And then the next day, go dig it up, but have your hole ready again. Lift it up, put it onto a tarp, drag it to the new spot or in the tractor bucket or whatever you're using. Yeah, and, be in the uh, bucket. Yep. and those ones, it, it, they're not like they transplant fairly easy. They're pretty hardy, but don't do it on a real hot day. Do it early in the morning. Okay. Um, again, just because they have a lot of foliage, and you might want to take off if there's lots of big leaves. Take a few of the big leaves off, because then it's not trying to sustain that and get moved at the same time. Yeah, no, these came from uh, farm in Saskatchewan, like literally almost 100 years ago. Right oh, wow. Awesome. They've been around in the family. And my last one is, can Mark uh, from Prune It Up, would he be able to age my uh, poplars? You know, the big ones I got around the west side of the house? What, what, what did you want him to do to them? Sorry. Like, is he able to age them? Because, like, I, I know I'm in my head I got about oh. 10 years, so I got to, you know what I mean? Like, cause, I mean, they're poplars, right? They've been yeah. around for quite a while, but I don't know how old they are. Yeah. Um, if you send me a picture, Brian, I should be able to give you a, a rough estimate. Okay. Well, I'm standing in the garden right now looking at them, so I'll send you yeah. a picture right now. And once again, man, thanks for uh, your help and great show. Yep. Cheers. Thanks, Brian. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
All right. And actually, I got time for one more. Might as well go to John. Good morning, John. Well, John missed the yellow bag, I understand. John, you're, you're <laughs> slept in today, my friend. Hey? No, I was listening. <laughs> uh, what do you have equivalent to uh, the good soil that uh, yellow bag well, is? Yeah, we well we have a couple like we have our we have our compost mix in our soil. We have greened up um, our soil blend as well, and then, like a garden mix. Um, so it's blended. It's similar to that. I guess when we don't have the it, uh, the convenience of putting it in a bag, we deliver ours in bulk. Oh, because so I was going to say, is it pre-bagged? No, no. And we do have bags like smaller bags, like our three-in-one mix is in our own blend now. So we made our own blend of three and one, like in regular bags that you can carry. Oh. But I don't do the I don't do the big like the big one cubic yard bags. So yeah, um, okay. But do there's you, enough of those you, guys the, out doing it. Fifty liter, or they? Uh... Yeah, they're around fifty liters, something like that. The three and one, they're great. Like it's a new blend that we came up with, and uh, it's a it's a really nice soil. So and it's blended here in Alberta as well. Yeah, I'm shy about two wheelbarrowfuls from my garden boxes. So. Yeah, so that might be just a good way to fill them up and uh, top, top them up with that, John. So come down and see me. Let me know when you're there. We will. And uh, replacement, I have been not my nine bark that uh, Joanne and uh, Joanna put in for me yep. uh, years ago. Yep. And it just went all haywire, so it's out. What should I replace it with? Um, did you like the the hydrangea? Because that's on the east side, right? Uh, the east side, the north of the east side, yeah. Yeah. So again, if you want a shrub, I, I would still stick with that Annabelle hydrangea because that's sort of your best one in that location. Um, unless you want to go to a perennial like a Ligularias or something like that, if you want that height. Um, those ones, because just in the shade, a lot of the shrubs don't do that great in there as well. The night, like... Uh, yeah, I would probably stick with the Annabelle. You could try some of the nine barks if you wanted. Okay. Um, they, they might do well in there because it gets a fair bit of morning sun. But again, just in the shade, my go-to shrub is that. Uh, or other, Chris likes the uh, the one that turns red. Turkestan, burning bush. She likes that oh, one. Oh, yes, the I heard of that. Burning, yes. Yeah, that's a nice focal point shrub by itself as well. Okay. You get nice fall color, so. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, come yeah. down and see us. We'll we'll set you up there, John. And does rhubarb uh, get winter kill? Um, sometimes, yeah, a little Mine bit. Mine hasn't showed his head yet. Yeah, no, it, it will if it's a little bit dry. If it hasn't been, didn't get any water, it was a dry winter again, right? So. It's well watered and all that. But anyway, okay, Mo. All right. Take care, great, John. Great show, always. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. In there. Bye bye. Bye. All right, I'm going to take a break. If you want to join me after the break, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I got a quick text that I'll do. It says, hello, Merle, is this a grass or a weed? I had four years ago completely removed the old grass, 18 inches old soil, removed new soil sod, but I have this 
coming up quicker than the grass. And what it is, it's quack grass coming up or crabgrass, quack grass. And, and that's a lot of times why um, sometimes I say spray your spray. If you have quack grass, you're better to spray it than try to dig it out. Because every time you dig it out, you split the roots up and actually you're going to create more of it. And I think this is what happened, Pamela, in Strathmore, is is even when you dug it out and and then you probably cut up a bunch of the roots and those roots sit in there and then it, they regrow. So if it, if it's all over the lawn, um, I, I would just, again, try our lawn fertilizer. It will help get your... Kentucky bluegrass growing quicker and it'll choke out the quack grass as best it can. But you get you're getting quite a bit of it. So you might just want to spray the heavy spots that you have the quack grass coming up, crabgrass, and then resod, cut out that after it dies, cut it out and then resod it again. Um, but that's the only way. That's the problem when you when you're digging up the crabgrass. It just Every time you split through, that's why we aerate and power rake because it gets in there, it breaks the roots up on your turf and your grass, and it, it encourages it to grow more up, like it's thicker. So, and that's the same, but it's even worse with those roots. They just don't die back. So, and one more quick text. Can you tell the name of the hummingbird flowers you mentioned? Um, they are vermilionaire, so like vermilion and then vermilionaire, and also cigar plant, or canna lilies, that's C-A-N-N-A lilies. Um, both those will definitely help you attract a lot of hummingbirds into your yard. And I'm going to go to the phone line, and we're going to go to Ian. Good morning, Ian. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm curious to know a little bit about black knot. and. Uh. Oh, oh, that's nasty. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's nasty. It's a it's a fungus that's very contagious in the prunus family. So Correct. the Schubert's, Maydays, um, a lot of the native choke series that you'll see, like if you drive on the five forty nine going into the coming in from the west side of Okotoks along the train tracks there, you'll see black dot all over those native choke cherries and and a lot of the varieties of like the Schubert's like I don't sell Schubert's at our store anymore. I used to sell probably 200 a month. I don't sell them anymore. Just, I don't want to send people home with a plant that's going to eventually get it. So. Okay. And uh, because I've been told uh, by a couple of people, uh, which is meaningless. So I obviously give you a call. So um, I, uh, I started pruning it. And then found out that, well, yeah, but no, because you're just going to spread it to other trees. So, no, like, I'm wondering, do, do I just... Yeah, it is take, best to prune it out. take down the tree and be done with it? If it's, if it's, if it's pretty heavily infested, abs- I would say probably yes. If it's just uh, on the tips, it can be pruned out every year. Uh, but if it's in there pretty heavy, like if it's got into the main trunk, um, yeah. which it will do... Um, it, it spreads like when the when the spores start spreading, like even when birds land on the fungus and they go land on another tree, it can be spread that way or even if you burn the wood. So what we recommend if you do cut it out, wrap it in plastic, put it into your regular garbage and then dis- dispose of it that way. 
but it's uh, it's a it's a nasty fungus. And the older varieties of Schubert's were fine. It's just when us smart humans decide to genetically modify the Schubert and they yeah. created the Bailey That's Select, funny. they made it nicer with a nicer leaf, but it, it was way more susceptible to the black knot. And so, and hence, we got way more black knot spread around from this new variety of of Schubert's rather than the older variety. Like if you go through Cranston Riverstone, like I live, um, we have Schubert's on our front boulevards. Those ones don't get it, or very rarely they get a little bit of black dot. Um, same in Sundance or down at Princess Island Park. They there's some down there that don't get. They kind of weep. They're not quite as aesthetic. Like they're beautiful trees, but the newer ones do have a nicer big leaf. But but they, when they did that, they messed up the resistance to the black knot. So, all right. Yeah. So, uh, so long, unfortunately, they messed up a I, good tree. I, yeah, they messed it just up. Take the tree down or trees. There's two of them that have it. Um, yeah. Just take the trees down and then build a mini golf course. <laughs> yeah. Or if you if you do like that purple leaf, like the gladiator crab is a great replacement. It's one that I love to recommend. It's an ornamental crab, so the berries aren't. A messy, you get uh, birds eat them, you get beautiful pink flowers, and you still get that crimson colored leaf. You get that purple leaf from them. Yeah, but yeah, just yeah, if you're if you're not up to doing it yourself, give Mark a call at Prudent. I was just gonna say I'm gonna to, be I'll be down um on or Tuesday, I guess. Yeah, you can just even do it guy. online if you want to go to our website. If you do that, you can just sign up a thing and then it goes right to Mark and the crew and they'll get you set up. Marvelous. I thank you for your time. Awesome. Thanks, Ian. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, those it's it's unfortunate when those um when they did that with a lot of that and then in the new areas like in Evergreen, there's a ton of those Baileys planted in that area, Bailey Schubert's, and it's near the native area, so we got tons of black knot in that area. So it's just it's messy, so it needs to get uh needs to be dealt with. But let's Go. Ooh, actually, I'm just going to read one more text, and then I'm going to go to the phone lines after that. Um, what do I got here? Good morning, Merle. I bought a drop more honeysuckle from the garden center. It is going crazy in its pot. May I plant it now? Absolutely. Yeah, you should be totally fine to get that out, Terry. Um, put it in a good sunny spot. Water it well, and make sure you water it well sort of two or three times a week. And love those honeysuckles. Those are another one that uh, are beautiful, but you might want to get some pure spray green as well because they're very susceptible to aphids and powdery mildew. So you got to get them through that phase of about mid-June to mid-July when the aphids are really going crazy and get them through that and with the powdery mildew and then you'll have a gorgeous honeysuckle for the rest of your season. But I'm going to take a break. If you want to join me after the break, phone lines are wide open, 403 974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Hey, it's sunny and 8 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Christian Oldale. A train is derailed east of Fort McLeod and Highway 3 traffic will be affected. More information will come later. A man has been arrested in relation to a break and enter in the Ranchland Municipal District on Wednesday. At quarter after four on Friday, Nanton and Clarethland RCMP members located and arrested 28-year-old Dallin Moser without incident in relation to the warrants issued, plus two other additional warrants for failure to comply with probation. 
Another man, 40-year-old Shane Lewis, was also arrested on Friday in connection to the same case and is facing four charges. A fast-moving thunderstorm with powerful winds that swept across southern and eastern Ontario and into Quebec is now blamed for five deaths. Winds of 132 kilometers an hour were recorded at the airport in Kitchener, about an hour west of Toronto. The storm brought down trees and power lines, and tens of thousands of homes and businesses are still without power. The community of Uxbridge, north of Toronto, has declared a state of emergency. A study of almost 33,000 creatures listed on the International Union for Conservation of Nature's Red List of Threatened Species identified 562 of them as lost. Simon Fraser University professor Arnie, Arnie Moore says these species haven't been seen in over 50 years. He says there's a good chance some may be found because they live in difficult-to-reach or inhospitable habitats, but others could be lost forever. And the Taliban is now enforcing its order that all female TV news anchors in Afghanistan must cover their faces while on air. The hardline shift that the Taliban is calling final and non-negotiable is being widely condemned by human rights activists. But after the order was announced on Thursday, only a handful of news outlets complied. But as of today, most female anchors had their faces covered. Mainly sunny today with a few clouds in the afternoon and a high of 15. Partly cloudy and 4 overnight. Chance of showers in the afternoon tomorrow and a high of 19. Expecting more rain in 13 on Tuesday, sunny in 18 on Wednesday, and more sunshine with a high of 20 on Thursday. It's 8 degrees, breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11 o'clock. I'm Christian Oldale. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Let's go to the phone line, and we're going to go to Todd. Good morning, Todd. Good morning, Mel. How are you? Doing great. How can I help you? Um, I'm looking at growing hops uh, for beer, and yeah, I'm nice. curious. Like, yeah, I'm curious if you have like a variety that you like or that you know does well in Calgary, and if that's something you would carry at Spruce It Up. Yeah, yeah, we do. We usually carry. They're called the Brewers Collection. Um, so we okay. usually get a few varieties that are um, meant. Uh, for doing the beer production and I'm not 100% sure if they're in yet but we will definitely be carrying them for sure so okay is is there a time what's the best time to plant them I wait until June again they are a little bit susceptible to frost because they are softer leaf Um, so first week in June early last week in May so first week in June within the next two or three weeks is perfect so okay and is there a like we should have them oh, in ahead. stock by that time. Yeah, we should have that oh. Brewers collection in, in stock by then. Oh, okay. Is, is there? Um, do they need quite a bit of sun? Yeah, they do like a full sun, and they are fairly susceptible. They, they they're similar to Virginia creeper. They can get that uh, um, the little fly the they that like a, like an aphid all over them. So pure spray green okay. on them, um, sort of midsummer during that heat. Um, they do mm-hmm. get those uh, those aphids and that on them a fair bit, but they grow great. They're a really fast growing vine, so they're great okay. for even hiding if people want to use them to like as a screening or to grow up something. They're they're an awesome vine. So, okay, awesome. Alrighty, well I'll uh, I'll call you periodically. Yeah, if you're down there, you can ask stuff. for yeah there or or Terry. Um, he's doing all the ordering on the perennial and uh, and the tree side there. Him and I do that, but he looks okay. after most of it. So if you're down there, talk to Terry Kemper. He's great. 
Okay. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Mel. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right. Let's go to Brenda. Good morning, Brenda. Hi. Hi. How can I help you? I'm doing good. Um, How can I'm I help looking you? for the name of that cherry tomato that you always talk about. You oh, like so um, much. Um, sugar, sugar daddy, I think it's called. Sugar or daddy. Or no, what is it called? <laughs> yeah, that is or sugar baby. It's one of those, that's sugar and it's orange. We got them in right now. Um, why can't I think of it? But that's the one. It's it's called sugar, sugar, sugar daddy. <laughs> sugar something. <laughs> Yeah, um, the girls down at in the garden in the greenhouse they they know which one it is, um, but that is the one that I I just love it. It's, and they uh, can't, they're just orange ones. They... Yeah, they're orange. They're like a cherry tomato. Um, they they just produce awesome, nice and sweet. But again, eat them in the morning, because um, that's or harvest them in the morning because mm-hmm. that's when they. Um, produce the most sugar in them when oh, it's nice okay. and cool when you harvest. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just pu- trying to pull up the one. Yeah, that I've I used get. Sun Gold in the past. That's one too. That one's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one's okay. great as well. So. Okay, great. Alrighty. Okay. okay. Sorry about that. Have a good Thanks. day. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. I think it is Sun Gold actually. So I think she's got the right one already on the go. So let's go to Rick. Good morning, Rick. Hey, how are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Uh, first of all, a great show. Uh, Thank you so much. Time. I've got a, a 60-year-old evergreen that I'm getting cut down okay. for a couple of reasons. It's been topped, and uh, it's quite close to the, my house. And every time the wind blows, I get a little worried about it here. So, Yeah, um, and that happens. Was, yeah, my, my question was, once it's cut, um, what do I do with the soil? Is there anything I need to do? I, I'm probably going to try to put some grass in there, I guess. Okay, so what I would do is do a full root removal then because a big okay. old tree like that has been in there. You're going to get tons of roots in there. So right. um, So I, I probably wouldn't waste the money on doing a stump grind. I would just get it cut down as low as you can and then just okay. get a bobcat in and get in and remove all the roots and just go right. down like 12 to 14 inches um, and in a fairly large area, whatever area it is that's underneath there, and pull all the roots, bring in some good topsoil, regrade it out nicely, and then do your turf from there. Otherwise, you're, you're going to be fighting that soil for the next 15 years, right? Like it just yeah, it's it, it's yeah, it'll it'll be a battle. And plus, there's nothing left of it, right? That spruce tree yeah. has taken every last morsel of nourishment out of that, so. Yeah, you can tell by the the way the lawn looks around it as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's because they take everything out, right? And they also work like a big umbrella. They take this, yeah. take all the nourishment, they take all the moisture. So that's the best way, and yeah. and it's a little bit more money up front, but it's well worth it. And uh, just get a good bobcat guy, um, get out, and there's lots of those guys around, and uh, they usually charge them between. Uh, sort of 100 bucks an hour or something like that. They get in there and haul it away and then bring you in a fresh load and they'll spread it out for you and get it ready for sod. And uh, okay. but that's that would be what I would recommend. Okay. Terrific. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Thanks, Rick. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. 
I'm actually, yeah, I'm going to take a break here. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And if you'd like to join us after that, uh, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line. going to go to Bernie. Good morning, Bernie. Hello, Merle. Uh, Merle? Yep. How can I help uh, you out? Okay, th- thanks. I've um, got a couple quick questions for you. Um, easy ones. Um, first one is uh, I'm, I'm transplanting my geraniums out into the containers this weekend, uh, today and tomorrow. <clears throat> They're small. They're in like three and a half inch um, uh, pots. And, yep. they, you know, most of them have, have one flower on them, a good sized flower. Now, should I take that flower off when I when I plant it, or should I just leave it be and uh, not disturb the plant at all that way? Uh, no, actually, a lot of times it is good to remove a lot of the blooms if you are planting them. Yeah, um, it just it'll encourage more of the root growth and right. get it a little bit better established. And that first bloom isn't going to be much anyway, so you're not losing a whole lot. Especially right. if they're smaller, you want it to concentrate more on the growth. And then just a good fertilizer for those are like 20, 20, 20, or the right. 15, 30, 15. Yeah. I, I usually hit them with the 10, 52, 10 for the first month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that works well. Okay. You just might want to give a little bit more on the upper growth, though. Um, this, if you're starting a little bit slower, the 20, 20, 20 is a good one for annuals as well. Okay. Which, sounds good. Um, all right. The second second question, just real quick. Um, I've got a fifty year old. Um, it's a flowering crab, apparently of some sort. You know the purple leaves. Yeah, gets, gets the little berries. Strathmore and the, or the royal royalty, probably. Yeah, right. So this thing's fifty years old. Um, it's at the maximum height, and there are pieces of the tree dying off a little bit up near the tips, which I've had an arborist look at. Look at, and he said, "Well, that, that's okay." He said, "It's just kind of." the natural growth of the tree. Um, it's not going to get any taller. But I'd kind of like to give this tree a boost uh, here in the spring. And, yep. it, it, and I know you like the pure spray and all that. Do you recommend that? or? Well, that's that's more for bugs. But if you want to give it a good boost, like for health, um, yeah. I either I, – I, I would just use like a 10, that 15, 30, 15, pretty heavy. Water it well. Give it a few buckets of the 15, 30, 15 around the root line. Or even the ten fifty two ten if you got it already. Okay, and, yeah, I've got fifteen thirty fifteen as well. Yeah, yeah, just do that around the drip line. Sort of go if it's okay. a big tree like that, I'd probably give it five or six of the five gallon pails down into the root system. Ah, um, okay, five five or six five gallon pails. Did you say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, but water good. really well first. Put the soaker hose on it for a few hours, uh-huh. and then hit then do that for sure. Okay, geez, that, that's good. That's really good. Thank you very much, Ralph. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. Bernie. All right, bye-bye. Bye, Bernie. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, it's important. Water and feeding our trees and shrubs at this time of year. Um, getting out, put the soaker hose on. Get your trees. Get them nourished. Because this is when they're producing all the foliage. So right now is a really important time to water. Um, and then after you water them well, fertilize them as well. Um, so... If you don't, if you just want a good all-purpose, 2020 is a great one for all your trees and shrubs. It works good. If you want more specific for some of your flowering fruit, like the 15, 30, 15, the evergreens, 30, 10, 10, 
Um, or if you don't want to do it yourself, our Green It Up crews, we come around, we'll do the deep injection um, root fertilizer um, for your trees and shrubs as well. We go around, we inject it right down into the root system. Each, each tree will get four or five pokes in the ground um, filled with lots of fertilizer down in there. And that works phenomenally as well. But uh, definitely it makes a difference. Right now is really when you want to water and then fertilize your trees and shrubs because uh, this is when they're fulfilling all those blooms, the fruit, all the leaves. So they need that moisture to do that. So um, you want to ensure that you're doing that at this time. But I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Mary Lou. Good morning, Mary Lou. Yes, good morning. Hi there. How can I help you? Yeah. What is the best way to get rid of slugs uh, in your garden? Um. A lot of it is control as well. Um, so watch the watering. Um, try not watering too much like o overnight. Because unfortunately, if you have a shady spot, you might want to water during the day when it's a little bit warmer. Because typically, they'll come on the shady side, the north side, east side of the house. You very rarely see slugs on slugs in a in a real hot spot in your garden. Okay. And, and then we do have the slug bait you can get. Um, or you can do the the garden bar where they sort of we get a tin foil pie plate and you fill it full of beer and uh, put that out there and the, the slugs get attracted to the beer they'll go into the into that pen so you kind of just dig a little hole put the pie plate flat with the soil and then fill it with beer and then the slugs go into there. Okay, that's uh... yeah. That's like a, a good death for any bug, so that. <laughs> At least you, you go out, you go out smiling, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, those are all good ideas. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're very welcome. Yeah, but a lot of it is prevention, so just watch when you're watering. Try not to water too much on the foliage, and that'll that'll definitely uh, deter the slugs from being there. So really, what Perfect. you're saying is, when you're watering, you should try to make sure that the soil's getting a bit dry by evening. Yeah, and then in, in those shady areas, like soaker hoses work much better and not watering on the foliage, creating that really damp environment for them. And that's so when we create the environment for them, that's why they come. So if we don't create that really perfect environment, you won't have the slugs. Okay, great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Mary Lou. Thanks, bye. Bye-bye. All right. If you want to join me for the last segment, uh, phone lines will be wide open, 403-974-8255. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I'm going to go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Darlene. Good morning, Darlene. Good morning. Hi there. How can oh, I help hi, you? Hi, Merle. Um, hi there. Look, we got some sun out here in Northwest Silver Springs. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Finally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my question is, I'm looking at this sad brick walkway. It's about. I don't know, 25, 30 feet, and there's lots of yellow dandelions coming through and just old grass. Yep. And over the years, I've taken um, weed whacker to it or just dug it out. And Is there um, any I would truth? just use Roundup. 
yeah, oh, just Roundup, use Roundup. Even though it's um, like grass. Yeah, the, it'll kill grass. It it kills everything green. So if it's in the sidewalk, but oh, okay. if it's in your lawn, you got to use Killex. Killex. But if okay. it's yeah, if it's in the lawn, Killex. Kill but X. if it's in on the sidewalk, in between the cracks and that, Roundup. Okay. Roundup your advice, okay? Because I, is there truth also? You still say the yellow dandelions, the little heads. Wait for them. For the bumblebees to collect? Yeah, it, it, it does help, like, for sure. But I, I find in Calgary we have enough dandelions if you get rid of a few of those okay. on your yeah. on your sidewalk there <laughs> to get rid of that. I think we'll be okay. Good. Thanks so much. Well, we okay, definitely, yeah, up. we try to, yeah, okay. round up with this. Because then it's, it's hard, right? Cause then, but once it's totally dead, what I do is get in there, like, with a small cultivator or something narrow and just scrape out all the dead roots out of there. And then oh, that way, uh, and then you can just sort of refill it with sand or something. And okay, then, how then you, long do I have to wait for that process for it to be Two dead? to three weeks. Best. Two to three weeks? Yeah. Oh, so you can't walk on Because you want it to that. go down. Oh, no, you can walk on it. Once it's dry, you're fine. Like, it's totally fine. So squirt it down, read the directions, yeah, squirt let it, it dry. down, and two yeah, to three weeks will be dry, dead. you're fine. Yep. Thank you so much. Enjoy you're your good day. To go. Love your Thanks, show. Darlene. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to go to Stephanie. Good morning, Stephanie. Hi. Hi, Mark. Thanks Hi for taking my call. Of course. How can I help you? I've got a couple of questions. The first is to do with my hawthorn trees. I've got a tober and a snowbird. And later on in the summer, one in particular is really liked by the aphids or something very similar to that. What can I spray on that to keep that under control? Because the leaves Pure get spray very green. sticky. Yeah, pure spray green works quite well. But you need to do it every five days. So if you spray today, you got to spray in five days and then again in five days because you got to break the cycle of the aphids because they're born pregnant. So and when we, we I might start get spraying it. Soon as you start seeing them because it's okay. a contact spray, it won't do any good to spray before. So it's probably in the next couple of weeks you'll start seeing them. So just take a look when you start seeing them, then you can spray at that time. Okay, super. Thanks so much. And my second right. question is, I live in northwest Calgary and I do have an irrigation system. On my perennial and shrub borders, I've got montane mulch. Is that a good one to use for keeping absolutely. the moisture in and controlling absolutely. weeds, etc.? That's a, it's, it's a great mulch, absolutely. Yeah, yeah okay. and it gives you that really nice look. Like, I, I, I prefer, a, like, some, it's nice to have a nice soil look, right, that you can still cultivate it a bit. Or if you just leave it, like it looks nice. But sometimes if you just want that really nice soil look um, in those hot days, it's it's nice to get, um, it's nice to have the mulch to hold the moisture in. So the Montane um, works great for that. So Okay, super. Well, thank you so much for answering my question, and I love your show. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks okay, for calling, care. and take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And I'm just going to do a couple texts here to finish off the show. And I got someone um, on their Dwarf Alberta Spruce, um, which they thought was a cedar, but I'm pretty sure it's a Dwarf Alberta Spruce. They get a little white cottony, so I think they have mealy bugs. So again, it, it, I would just what I would do is get out there um, with a even just a uni nozzle on a hose, like a good little pressure wash, and just wash them out. You could try spraying um, some pure spray green or or an ambush on that. 
just if you try it, try a little smaller section first um, to see um, and just to do a little test section. And don't do it in the full sun. Do it on a cooler day or early in the morning before the sun's out. Too much intense, hot. Um, you just don't want to spray it on there. But if it's dwarf Alberta spruce, it's lower. I would just get a uni nozzle and just wash those mealy bugs out of those out of the new growth areas and things like that. And that should just work. Get rid of them that way. Keep an eye on it every couple of weeks. Just get out there and give another spray if you see them. But they love eating that new nourishment of those all the new buds coming up. They love um, eating that, so that's what they're in there. They're sucking all that out of there. So I would just do that. And Tom's worried about if if everybody puts out the slug bait that you're going to find him out in your garden. <laughs> So can have some of the beer out of those pine, out of the pie tin. So hopefully not. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. And what do we have here? I have an established lawn. Should I overseed first, then fertilize? Ken. So what I would do is definitely fertilize, and then you can actually overseed at the same time. Even if you want to mix in the grass seed in with the fertilizer, you could just actually sprinkle it at the exact same time in the same spreader. Um, and that would be totally fine. Water well after that, and then you should be good to go. And I just want to thank everybody for calling in. Lots of texts, lots of calls today. Great show. Uh, thanks for participating. And uh, we'll get our garden on right here next week on 770 CHQR. <laughs>